0: Americans are probably not that surprised that uh, the government has been spinning this story about the Afghanistan war to them over the years, but it should be the biggest story that we're talking about, because we've spent a trillion dollars and lost more than 2,300 American lives in a war that we really don't know the purpose of anymore, and yet this story was not the one people were paying attention to. In fact, I consulted with Gravian, an internet service that tracks these sorts of things, and in the past four days, Jake Tapper raised it this morning for the first time, but in the past four days, CNN did no segments on the Afghanistan Papers, but they did do four different segments on this controversy that they were doing up about this Thanos meme.
4: How did CNN do no segments on the Afghanistan Papers out of the Washington Post?
5: They have become something ugly and stupid, CNN in particular.
4: But that's just weird. If, you're, if your goal is to um, uh, you know get viewers, that's an interesting story. You would think... And there's an option, there's an opp- if it's about politics, there's an opportunity to kick around George Bush and Donald Trump if you want in that story. Leave out Obama if you wanted to be, uh, uh, you know, unfair, which cable news channels
5: do. Yeah, but like I said, they become something weird and stupid. They have bosses there who have decided CNN is going to be the impeachment channel, period. That if people want to hear about it, they'll tune here. And if we have to ignore some of the most impactful and important stories that will ever cross our eyes, we'll do that, damn it. It's, it's terrible. Uh, ben Dominich is so, so smart. Where does he work? Is he the, the Federalist? Federalist? Yeah. He and Molly Hemingway. Yeah, well said. And listen, I get I, I get 100% that people always put the accent on, on the young men who have been killed um, and will not grow to have families and enjoy their lives and 100,000 other things, and it breaks my heart. Uh, but let's not forget the tens of thousands who are wounded terribly, the thousands many thousands who are suffering from post traumatic stress the families that have suffered the 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 divorces the kids who've grown up without daddy um, i i just maybe it's it's partly because we just got done with the warrior foundation freedom station fundraiser but you can't forget those who are continuing on with the burdens of war
4: that story will uh, guaranteed win the Pulitzer prize for best reporting remember when they announced those next year that that's that story got no coverage on a lot of your major news outlets, right? The best story in America, the yeah. best the best journalism in America. Yeah, it's something. They're uh, terrible. Ben oh. Dominich had a little more to say about journalism and whatnot.
0: So, what we see when we look at the polling data over the course of the past half century is that. Uh, is declining trust in all sorts of institutions that have been central to Americans' existence as Americans. And that isn't limited to government incompetence or things of that nature. Uh, rising distrust in, in big business, in the media, in the Congress, in churches, in Wall Street, in, Wall Street yeah. in, in even in sports leagues to you know, manage cheating or doping or the like... Yeah. And what that really does is it chips away at all these things that have made it possible for us to live a very unique existence as Americans. It's something that I think we all should be concerned about. And what I am most concerned about in this storyline is that the media is, once again, just as they did at the end of the period of of, uh, Robert Mueller's investigation, just as they did in terms of how much they got it wrong during the 2016 election, they're not having that level of introspection they ought to have about why did we tell a story that was so incomplete for so long?
4: We're practically nihilists as a country.
5: Well, you know, that's interesting. We could go way down the egghead road um, in this discussion, but a lot of the faith in institutions in the 20th century was misplaced because there was a lot of lazy or crony reporting. The reporters were a little too close to the sources, which happens now too. But you know, like, uh, and and again, this is why it's a very long discussion because you can go back and forth a lot. But when we had no idea that a lot of the professional sports stars were cheaters or or or, you know beat their wives or or, were hammered drunk or whatever, I mean, were we better off then? And politicians. Their peccadillos and flaws and affairs and and habits or whatever we didn't know about those was that is that good or bad? That one A little I think or both. I think that
4: one we were okay not knowing. I don't think I care which one the politicians having affairs.
5: Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, although you know it's it's funny, um, sports League's been Dominich mentioned and he's right, but uh, the beloved, the sainted, Arnold Palmer, who continues to be one of the most. The richest dead celebrities, he was like the the biggest endorser on the planet till Tiger Woods came along, but he had a girl at every tour stop. Notorious for that. He's also a nice fellow, took care of his family, the rest of it. His wife never alleged any mistreatment or anything other than what I'm about to say, but he had a woman at every tour stop. And then Tiger comes along. Turns out he's cheating on his unspeakably gorgeous wife and his beautiful little children. And, and America comes to a stop and hoots and hollers and condemns and laughs and the rest of it. and We joined right in. It was dang uh, funny. Yeah, but uh, which one of those is better? I don't know. I don't know. So it's a little more complicated than Ben put it. But in terms of, mostly in terms of the media, I think uh, the the modern era, just the last five, six, seven years, as the Internet's gotten to be a bigger thing and mainstream media's gotten more desperate for eyes and ears, they've utterly lost their moral compass. Couple of nuggets
4: I just came across on the Twitter. I love a good nugget. Ian Bremmer said, "We like Ian Bremmer around here." He said, "I just had some White House meetings. Sure doesn't feel like there's an impeachment going on. That's kind of interesting. Mm. There in the White House, there's no, no feeling of oh my god, this is the just the third time in our nation's history." Right, nah, it's not the way they're well, feeling. I, it. I'm not feeling that either. No, I don't think most people are feeling that. And uh, CBS News tweeting out, "For the first time ever, there's a black woman wearing the crown of Miss USA." Miss Teen USA, Miss America, Miss Universe, and Miss World all at the same time. <sighs> really? That's fantastic,
5: or something. Or trying way too hard? I don't know. I mean, but I mean, they're all beautiful girls. I'm sure they're charming, and and intelligent, and fabulous. You put them
4: all up on the screen. Are those all different people?
5: It looks like the oh, same that's, woman. That's a bit of a, uh, that's yeah. an odd so thing So do we all say. have to go to HR after the show, <gasps> or just you? Just Jack. Okay. Jack said it. Well, I'm,
4: did you actually say
5: that? It's too weighted. It's too freighted. It's it's negated.
4: Oh, you're taking it as all black people look alike? Yes.
5: To no, I guarantee Everybody you.
4: took it that way. <laughs> well, that's interesting. But we've made this comment before. Like, if we have a whole bunch of TVs on and they're doing the morning newscast... All the news anchor women oh, will yeah. look exactly alike. Oh, like they're cranking them out of a plant. I know they look exactly, little, exactly alike. If you yeah. had, if you picked a year where it's all white women who've got all those crowns, they would look exactly alike. I because tell you there's what, like
5: a look. I would testify in court that the second from the right and the third from the right were the same human being. Yeah, because there's a certain look that becomes course, popular at various the, times. Of course, did she win Miss USA and become Miss? globe or something because that's <laughs> miss that could be the same young miss
4: globe woman. isn't something there's miss world oh, i'm sorry and there's I'm a... miss universe miss globe would be stupid sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how these things continue to exist now miss america that's not up there right
5: miss america is a different one no that's up there that's the uh, the gal in the yellow i thought miss america oh okay Oh she's a cutie. Which one is considered better the Miss America is the the scholarship pageant, Miss is more bloody one <laughs> Um That's the one Trump ran.
4: <laughs> you having a good time, Joe? <laughs> Miss America, or whichever one's the smarter one, yeah. is going to be more like Shark Tank in 2020, I read the other day. Oh. They're revamping it. These are all dying. Nobody watches these things anymore. I mean, they get zero ratings. Right. You can't even oh, yeah. find a channel that will put them on the air.
5: They are a very silly cultural anachronism. Oh, hold they're so stupid. That means but, something old-timey that's not cool anymore, kids.
4: But recognizing that, the one pageant, they're going to change it to be more like Shark Tank. It's like, who's hot? And really smart and clever and funny and all these different things, so, mm. which would be kind of like a reality show. So I could see that possibly, since yeah. you would have a reason to, you know, root for your state. Maybe mm-hmm. I can see how that could. Possibly Did you
5: see be. that new show? I can't. Let's see what was I was probably watching football. I can't remember, but that new show, Flirty Dancing, it is so obviously no. the product of a brainstorming session where uh, network people got together and and said, people love the dancing shows. We need a dancing show. People also love the dating shows and the reality shows. <laughs> Let's bring them together. What do we do? How about if we bring it together with classic cars
4: and uh, storage wars? So, so you think this is a scenario where they had the name before the concept, which has always been my theory of the movie Face
5: Off? <laughs> I, I don't know, although I like your theory. I, uh, the, the, mm, the, I just think it's the product of a brainstorming session. So the format of the show is these: uh, you get two people together, and they're not allowed to talk. All they do is learn to dance together. And and then you see if sparks fly. You see if they fight or bet each other or Exactly. Okay. Right. Maybe they end up doing the horizontal dance, maybe they end up not liking each Because other. of the language of dance, is that what I'm supposed to believe? You're asking the last guy on earth <laughs> to interpret that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're hetero. You're close to each other. You, there's there's fields and smells. Who knows?
4: Yeah, I know what messages I'd be getting would be very simple sentences that a child could understand. Well, shouldn't understand, but could understand. Very simple messages. Maybe she's getting complex sort of sentences from me. Yes. The messages I'm getting from her are very simple.
5: Go away. Don't touch me. <laughs>
4: or Or the
5: opposite. Oh, right. Let's, let's blank. Right, but not a lot of nuance. <laughs> oh, that's very sad. Well, I'm just telling what you. What of the what of the poetry of romance?
4: Jack? Mm-hmm. The language of dance. Um,
5: <laughs> so we got to do something else when we come back. <laughs> yeah. That's a good plan. <laughs> we could. We could. I mean. Brit Hume made the point brilliantly that Adam Schiff claiming he didn't know about the FISA abuse mm. is utter nonsense. And he has proof. Of course, they're all friggin' liars. Um, we have more of the great moral panics of the 2010s. I love that. Um, from Reason.com, all and, sorts. Of and a few
4: stuff. more teachers weighing in on what we were talking about yesterday on how you just are not allowed to control your classroom anymore, which I, makes it impossible for the kids that are actually wanting
5: to learn. Right. Listen, we don't want to indulge in the dumbest sort of obvious kids these days talk, but I have never heard a teacher contradict that point of view. I haven't either. It is a unanimous vote; they cannot control their classrooms anymore and are not being allowed to. That's troubling. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: His is the kind I like, like this. I like
4: Lou Rawls. Are we are we got to play that Mariah Carey song, though, at some point. because uh, Yesterday crested the top something or other of all time, beat out the Beatles, whatever. I never know what any of that stuff means in the modern world because it's all about downloads. I believe it hit number one on the billboard for the first time. Is an article that I saw. But again, I don't even know what that means yeah, in, I don't in, know, in yeah, streaming yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. Anyway, we should play it. It's a popular song, the Mariah Carey Christmas
5: song. Is Taylor Swift a white supremacist? Probably not. <laughs> Spoiler. He gave away the end. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's tangentially related to one of the other uh, great moral panics of the 2010s that we have to get to. Stupid, stupid stories that were making the rounds for a while. And the networks were, uh, were obsessed with. I'm trying to, you know, I should have spent a couple extra minutes to find some contemporaneous accounts of Adam Schiff responding to Devin Nunes. When Devin Nunes was the chairman of the House uh, uh, Intelligence Committee, he put out a report saying, hey... Our investigation has found some serious problems with the FISA court process. It looks as though the FBI is leaving out information they're uh they're they're using sources that are unreliable et cetera et cetera and it's very troubling, and we think that the beginning of the the russia investigation may have particularly in terms of the FISA court had serious issues. We didn't cover this a lot
4: because it was it had already broken down and become like a daily back and forth between those two guys and it just was kind of Wearing everybody out. But on cable news, it was an (laughs) omnipresent story for a while. When Schiff came back and said, Nunez is full of crap. He's making stuff up. He should have to resign. He's a crazy person.
5: Exactly. Yeah, and how dare he impugn the FBI? How dare he impugn the FISA process, which is robust, and careful, and and he has impugned these these beautiful people. Blah blah blah. Turns out the Nunas memo is almost to the letter accurate. Yeah. How long? Ago? The IG's report substantiates virtually every single thing in it. So how long ago was that when that happened? But in, 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 two years ago. But um, in that
4: in the meantime, because Adam Schiff came out. Remember they won the election, and then he ended uh, up being the guy running the committee. And uh, and Nunez had to slide down into the uh, the the Rank ranking member. second banana roll. Right. And um and Schiff leaked to the media and told the media, I have information that Nunez is a crackpot and none of this stuff is true. And the cable news has been treating Nunez like just a partisan crazy person all that time. Mm-hmm. Turns out, as Joe said, when the report came out last week, everything Nunez said was absolutely true, and Schiff was making crap up. Either had really bad sources or is making crap up. Either way, he should have to account for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the media has, has not uh, cleaned it up either. They haven't said, oh, I guess, guess we were wrong. That whole Nunez is a crazy person and ships got the answers. I uh, guess we were wrong. 180
5: degrees wrong. No, no, of course not. You're not going to hear that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Not the least bit surprising, but interesting. There is a, and I
4: hate to say this, there is a, a an impeachment update that Marshall's going to have in his news. Something that has occurred.
5: Before we get to that, um, we received a number of fine correspondence on the topic of Jim Comey's uh, interview with Chris Wallace the other day, <laughs> and um, and responses to that. Um, and she says, uh, and Ricky says, Ricky with an eye. I kept shooting texts to you and then realized, uh, oh, too much. Comey's insulting explanation that the director of the FBI does not oversee every investigation drives up my blood pressure. One, he didn't have a problem putting himself right in the middle of the Hillary Clinton investigation, possibly influencing an election outcome. He certainly was aware of that investigation. He threw the men and women of the FBI under the bus rather than tell the truth. He'd rather allow the people of the country to think the men and women of the FBI are dishonest screw-ups than tell the truth. I was a compliance auditor and analyst for a large California company for 25 years. Due to federal legislation, she uh, explains why um, uh, companies like ours were required to conduct annual audits that covered, among several areas, compliance of employees to a company's standards and processes and to ensure that the company had appropriate controls in place to prevent an opportunity for fraudulent behavior by employees. If weakness or abuse was identified, guess who showed up on your doorstep? That's right, the FBI. They didn't go to the employer, the manager. They went straight up the line to the senior VP and said, What the hell? You're in charge of the people below you following the law. Comey trying to throw it down to those people seven layers below was pathetic. Well, he, Even as he paid weak-ass lip service to, well, it's my responsibility. And him also
4: saying the FISA process was not as uh, good as I had been told. So, I was overconfident. So, yeah, and so you were misled by other people. Oh, poor you. It's really pretty amazing. what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, you said it. an impeachment update. this one's significant. Congress about to
6: pass a bill that'll directly affect all of us and the amazing health benefits in chili peppers.
4: I'm not sure anything in the impeachment story is significant, but I'll take your word for it.
5: did a little more digging and came up with the accounts at the time of the Nunes memo and the Adam Schiff memo. And uh, and it's striking. Schiff's memo charges that the Nunez memo, which turned out to be entirely accurate about the FISA court flaws and the Steele dossier and the rest of it. Schiff's memo charges the Nunes memo as an attempt to help the White House with a Russia investigation. The Nunes memo alleges the FBI failed to provide information to the FISA court when urging, when using the dossier as part of an effort to obtain a surveillance warrant, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, including that the dossier was bankrolled by Democrats. This shift memo argues that, in fact, proper procedures were followed in obtaining FISA warrants. CNN has reported the FBI used information beyond the dossier to support the court application, and the dossier was cited in footnotes to specific allegations. <laughs> well, we know that's not the and, case. And, and that's it. Uh, said Adam Schiff, who is one of the most despicable human beings in government or any other form of work.
6: Got the, the... smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen.
5: Yeah, he is thin necked as well. Quote I think that what we see in the Republican memo is a terrible mischaracterization mischar- of the events. So we sent out the proper events in their context in our own memoranda. Um, I remember even the when term- their memo is made public, we can point out okay, this is wrong and this is misleading and this is distorting.
4: I remember at the time because Nunes had gone over to the White House for some reason and the idea was that the Trump team dictated to Nunes what to say and he like a weak puppet went out and said it. And that's why he needs to resign even though we now know as of last week that everything he said was true.
5: And this is actually from January, uh, the end of January of 2018 was when all this happened. Democrats have called the Nunes memo profoundly misleading. Turns out it was accurate practically to the letter. And Schiff almost certainly knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's claiming he didn't know about the FISA abuses. Listen, he didn't get along well with Devin Nunes, granted, when Nunes was the chairman of the Intelligence Committee. But Nunes spelled all of it out. Look, here's what we found out about the FISA process. This and this and this and this. And now, Schiff is saying this is shocking to me. This information—if I'd known at the time, I would have—I would have said something. Yeah, yeah. Boy, i do I don't—I just don't
4: know. I'll never—I'll never believe anything any politician. I—I should have gotten there a long time ago. But I'll never—welcome—I'll be, never believe <laughs> anything a politician says when they come out and say I have troubling news. Yeah, that might be true, or it might be completely false. What you just told me, dude. So. Right. Yep. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, while the House Rules Committee is debating procedures
6: for tomorrow's vote on impeachment, we've got arguments in the Senate breaking out, with Majority Leader Mitch McConnell dismissing Chuck Schumer's call for certain witnesses to testify during the Senate trial as being a premature request. Schumer answering back,
0: What is President Trump afraid of? The truth? But the American people want the truth. And that's why... We have asked for witnesses and documents.
4: Shoot. Is there anybody that doesn't feel like they have the
5: truth? What piece is missing from uh, for some people? Maybe more Trump conversations with Giuliani, telling him to do various things—that sort of thing. And you know? would that would, would that move many people? I, uh, I doubt it. I think it. he tried
4: to strong arm the guy for his own personal benefit. That's what I think he did. And then you decide whether or not you think he ought to get it booted out of office for it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. Hey, is McConnell in charge of the witnesses and stuff like that? Or is that up to uh, John Roberts, Chief Justice? Well, he's the majority leader, so.
6: Well, yeah, I know, but so. I think he's setting the tone for it or setting the rules
4: for it. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, my, I don't know. And, and I've heard differing opinions or differing statements from different legal experts on cable news channels, so I'm not going to repeat any of them. Um, but what I wonder is: does Schumer secretly say, it? oh, cool. This is going to be quick. It's going to last like a week. I get to complain that we never got our witnesses, but right. at least it will be over. Right. Does he actually want to get witnesses and
5: have this drag out or not? He might not. I think either way he'd be happy. Because if he can get Mick Mulvaney on the stand and beat him up or get Bolton to say nasty stuff about Trump that he doesn't like Trump, that's a win. And if he gets shut down, he'll do what you said. Claim that, oh, it was a farce, Mitch McConnell. Is at fault for this farce.
4: David Axelrod tweeted today, uh, Obama's old campaign manager, and he made a pretty good point. He said, "If Mulvaney and Bolton had anything exculpatory, don't you think the White House would have had them testify? Probably. Yeah, I guess. Anything that would have been good, clearly good news for the president.
5: Yeah, although that would have uh, that would have blown up the claim of uh, executive privilege, so they wouldn't have done that." I mean once you start talking you gotta keep mm. talking is my understanding of it. We've never liked Axle Rod. You know why his name? It's redundant. An axle is a rod. A rod is an axle. Why both? I don't know. It's like wheel tire or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Johnny <laughs> Holpair.
6: <laughs> oh, well, exactly. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, is oh, mountain boy. Hill. Dumb. All
6: right, jumping ahead.
4: Joe Headnoggin
6: says. <laughs> Jumping ahead, it turns out, my friends, chili peppers could indeed be good for your heart health. The band or the food? No, the food. (laughs) Give it away, give it away now. Uh, Well, it's pretty good. I like that. new study established or published this week in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology finds that eating peppers on a regular basis can lower the risk of death from heart disease and stroke. Try to keep it like the Kaiser. I eat a lot of hot peppers. Eating peppers at least four times a week cut the risk of a heart attack death by 40%. Wow. What sort of peppers? What? I say chili peppers. Well, I'm in. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm down with yeah. the chili. What?
5: It's a chili pepper party in my house yeah. from here on out. You <laughs> cut the chance of
4: a heart attack by 40%? And this was that? a
5: study by the chili pepper
4: growers? <laughs> it's,
6: it's a report, a study published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology.
5: Wow. You know, I have heard yeah. of kind the of benefits true. Of, of... Is it capsaicin? that they credit yeah. with that. I've heard of that for years and years. I mean, this is this is astounding. Well, if that's Honey, true... go to the store. If that's true, you're a bad dad if you aren't
4: eating that many peppers per week. Right? I mean, come on now. You can chop them up and put them in stuff. You'll never know they're there. One of my, my earliest memories from uh, high school was as a freshman, you know, just wide-eyed and terrified of this new landscape I found myself in, the head varsity football coach and gym teacher walking around during lunchtime with a bag full of hot peppers, just eating them raw like carrots. And just going go oh, around, just, huh?
6: hey, good to see you, new class, how's it going? I, I think wow. it was a bit of, a, I don't know if he did it constantly now or... Now <laughs> <laughs> but Serrano. I'm going to
4: sprinkle them on my uh, Cheerios in the morning. How many am I
6: supposed to eat? All I've got is eating peppers at least four times a week. So I don't know if you need to eat ten of them or uh, three of them.
4: Peppers but, four times, I don't like yeah. peppers, but... Uh... Well, check it out. Are Dude. they always
0: hot?
5: Um. No, they're milder yeah. sorts. Yeah. Okay. I sure.
0: Get the mild
5: ones. Again. My uh, my wife's voice teacher in college. She was a uh, yeah. voice major. Was uh, he'd walk across campus eating an onion like it was an apple, <laughs> big old one. Thought it was good for his throat. He was a singer too, obviously. Wow, wow. I could <laughs> not do that. That's some odd stuff, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah.
4: Again, my friends, eat war- an onion like an apple. <laughs>
5: Oh, yeah. So, you, oh. you know, you got tears streaming down your face. You got breath like a Game of Thrones dragon oh, yeah. on you. It's a bad way to be. Your stomach's burning like the fires of hell. Well, I, I like onions. Yeah. I'm a, I love onions. Uh, they I don't do bother too. me oh. in that way.
6: Again, if you want more details on this, Journal of the American College of Cardiology. Go ahead and Google it. You should be able to find all the details you need. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips C. Armstrong at Getty Show,
5: The Conscience of the Nation. <laughs> No, you know, Adam Schiff is just an insufferable-looking son of a gun, too. He's just got a... Got uh, uh, little neck? I'm, I'm not going to say what, what Progressive said about that poor young man who was the victim on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The punchable face thing? Right. I'm not going to say that. You did, but I won't. Um, but he, he is an evil character. Oh, is he a piece of crap.
4: I like his tone that he always takes with his head kind of tilted
5: up. The important thing, he, he, he's You're morally superior yes. at all times, <laughs> sanctimonious.
6: When he is not ball. a long ball hitter. Lion freak and weasel.
5: How about that fracas that broke out at his town hall the other day? You had a couple of uh, Trump fans uh, yelling and shouting and waving placards and disrupting things. I was not aware of that. Yeah, actually, there have been a handful of town halls uh, uh, lately. Uh, folks have gone home to talk about impeachment and things have turned ugly and insane. Yeah. But I don't know. What are you going to do?
4: Ignore it is what I'm going to do, mostly, best I can, uh, the whole
5: impeachment thing. Well, all that's required of uh, evil to triumph, Jack, is for you to ignore it. I'm going to continue to fight. To fight. What are you fighting? Every day with every ounce of me. What are you fighting, against? The evil. Yeah. <laughs> Try, trying to put down the evil. Oh, yeah. Holy evil. <laughs> My new anti-evil platform. It's going pretty well. For instance, Nazis. Secret Nazis. To what extent are they ooching about? Or is that one of the great 10 fake moral panics of the 2010s? We'll get to Nazis among us in a moment.
1: (laughs) I'm Saleha Mosent and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Moson.
0: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple.